Hello, 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 and welcome to the Hitstick Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your announcing host, Ryan Long, joined as always by not the quarterback Chris Sims over the phone. Hello, buddy. Hello, hello, hello. And also joined by Seto over the phone. Hello, friend. How you doing, boys? Living the dream, as my boss is telling me. I was me. just mimicking Ryan. <laughs> um, that was my entire purpose for that. Fantasy football playoffs are in full swing. How are you guys feeling? I'm honestly, Excellent. I'm confident, and it makes me nervous how confident I am. Why is Dang. that? Because I feel like usually I'm way more like, oh man, I'm, I'm, my team's not good yet. My team's not good enough now. Too many injuries. Blah blah blah. I feel so confident that I might get swept in all of the playoffs I'm in and lose by an astounding amount. <laughs> How many leagues year? are you still alive in? I got three. Three leagues I'm in. I'm still in the playoffs in. I'm still in the playoffs in four. So I'm crossing my fingers that I can at least get to the finals in four of those leagues. What's it like to be in the playoffs? <laughs> I just I, I don't know well, that feeling. I don't know that feeling. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a little bit of added responsibility. You know, you got to take a little bit more time, a little bit of focus. You know, something something you don't know nothing about. Um, but you know, <laughs> one day, one day, one day we'll we'll get through to you and you know have you listen to us a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Had you done day. your due diligence during the regular season, maybe, just maybe. <laughs> I was doing just fine this year, and it all fell apart. But. You know, I want to make fun of you right now for benching Miles Sanders, but I totally remember that last week I talked about benching Miles Sanders. Yeah, and I played Jonathan Taylor over him, and Jonathan Taylor was great. And was I going to bench no, him for, or was I going to bench week. Alvin Kamara for him? No. So contact matters, though, Ryan. Can you please tell us why you didn't make the playoffs in one of your favorite leagues? Uh, well, one of them, you beat me by like three points like two weeks ago. That really sent me down a game. Uh you also needed me to lose last week, and I think I put up a team-high 199 points. Yes, and I also needed Devin to lose, and he put up a decent game and won, and he finished in first place. I almost I would have finished in first place had I scored, like, six more points. Yeah, well, if my aunt had ball, she'd be my uncle, so. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about some players now for our fantasy friends who are listening. Drew Brees... Uh, he's designated to return from the IR. He might suit up this week. Now, if Drew Brees suits up, I love Alvin Kamara all over again. But if Drew Brees doesn't suit up, are we riding the Taysom Hill train again? Ooh, this one's tough. Yeah, I, I think I would I would have to know for sure Brees isn't playing um, to be confident putting him in there. If it's like a 50-50, we'll see how he feels kind of thing, uh, I'm, I'm getting other options ready to go. Well, Thankfully, I believe, what time is that? That game, well, actually, it's, it's kind of not thankfully because this is a complicating week. Well, by the way, we have Saturday football this week, everybody. So uh, make sure you're aware of that and you're keeping those players where they need to be and not in your flex position. But it, it is tough. I mean, if it's 50-50, I do like the matchup, though, for Taysom Hill. Because it's Kansas City. I think Kansas City can score on literally anybody. So I think it's going to force Taysom Hill to – have to move the ball with his feet and his arm, which will give him that good baseline and have, make him have to keep up. So I think that if Taysom Hill is the starter, I like him. Now, if it's Drew Brees, I'm hesitant. I like Calvin Kamara, and I like the little bump for uh, Michael Thomas because he's kind of over the middle short routes, but I don't really want to put Drew Brees as my starting quarterback in my fantasy playoffs. Yeah, I'm, I'm not talking about playing Brees. I'm just talking about options at this point. I mean, 
Alvin Kamara, I think, is I'm, they're both must plays. Alvin Kamara, and Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas has been oh. fine enough with Taysom Hill as quarterback. He's still getting the funneled targets. Alvin Kamara is the one who's kind of taking a dip, and he had a decent week last week again. And Latavius Murray was banged up going into the game, so that might have been a little bit of a help going to him. But it's it is a it's night and day when Alvin Kamara for Alvin Kamara if it's Breezer uh, Hill this season, and it sucks. Yeah, well, Kamara's actually been pretty good the last two weeks. Uh, I'm not really worried about Kamara, but he hasn't been Kamara Hill anymore. He hasn't been RB one Kamara. 18.9 half PPR points. You can't complain with that. No, but I'd so prefer the one 28. thing I the, the one thing I think about when I think about this matchup with Kansas City and uh, New Orleans is the safety for Kansas City, and I feel like the Honey Badger is going to be flying around the field, uh, you know, guarding Alvin Kamara on those short, quick routes, and that might limit him. I mean, he's not going to be matched up with Michael Thomas. He's way too small for that. So, you know, that could be a factor in, you know, limiting Alvin Kamara's upside this week with this matchup. Yeah, that – I mean, I can see him getting stopped on yards, but, I mean, if he's still getting – if he's getting 10 targets, then I love I love it all day, but I miss it. Oh, definitely, definitely. I miss it. Come oh, back man. soon, Brees. I just saw a notification in one of our leagues that uh, our residential feature member of the podcast, JVEC, just added Arizona to his team to start. Oh, man, that that's uh, that's a trap, buddy. Don't do that. <laughs> uh, George Kittle. George Kittle's looking like he might return even as soon as this week. Off of a broken Kittle's foot. If Kittle returns this week, is he an automatic must play? 100%. Yeah, yeah Kittle's one tough SOB. If he's uh, putting the jersey on, I'm putting him in my starting lineup. I would take a 25% hobbled Kittle over literally every single tight end in the league except for Travis Kelsey. I kind of yep. think I agree with and- you there. Maybe Waller too, but we're not going to. You could agree. With, I agree with that. Yeah, we're not going to. I disrespect the ball. We're not going to pick and choose, but I agree <laughs> for sure. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a 50% get a over Waller, though. <laughs> uh, David 50% Johnson. Kittle. David Johnson off the COVID list. Uh, are you rolling him out this week as a RB2, maybe flex play? I'm not crazy about it with that Indianapolis matchup, if I'm being honest with you. That's what I was going to bring up. That is a. The Colts are a defense. They've been a decent defense enough this year. Pretty good. Uh, pretty good against the run. And that Houston offense, they are missing a lot of weapons. Brandon Cooks might return this week. Might not. I don't get why they'd put him out there when they've got nothing to play for. Now, if they're lacking all weapons and it's Kiki QT and David Johnson, I'm staying far away, I think. Yeah, I agree. Indy's fighting for playoffs and, you know, a wild card and stuff like that where Houston's kind of, you know, on the downturn of, what's going on in Houston. So I think it's going to be a big game for Indy and a lot of their players. Yeah. Because yeah, Indy still has a shot at the division. Yes, yep. they do. And they, they need it. Uh, DJ Moore, he's coming back from the COVID list. He's been, he's been doing pretty decent the second half of the season. Uh, he was really bad to start off, but he's kind of coming to his own and that COVID really hindered his hot streak. But if he comes back, are, is he a wide receiver too again? I desperately hope he's not because I'm playing against him. But probably. Yep, it's looking like here he will play in Saturday's game against. It is against the Packers, so he does. He's probably going to get the Jair Alexander treatment. Does that? That's kind of concerning, right? Well, I think I don't know. I think Roby Anderson might get that uh, Alexander treatment. He's who typically lines up on the outside. DJ Moore strikes me more as a slot receiver. So, uh, but Roby Anderson's definitely playing on the field, and I think that um, he is lining up in the X spot for that team, but. I, I really don't know. I think that they'll be unique with them all. 
Um, I like all three options, honestly, against Green Bay. I think that they all have the chance. Green Bay always puts up points, so it just keeps them in that pass-heavy feel. Um, the only thing that concerns me is that Green Bay's run defense is atrocious, so it could turn into a Mike Davis game. That it could. Uh, new injuries here, Devontae Parker and Mike Gesicki. Both of them got banged up and left last week's game. Now, if they're both out, we were talking some Lynn Bowden rumblings earlier before we started this. Uh, are you guys rolling him out? I mean, he is on my list of players to discuss today, and I did put in some claims to get him. In any form of a PPR format, I actually kind of like him quite a bit. Yeah, at, well, you could put him at a running back. You can put him at receiver. You can throw him in your flex. You know, he gets a lot of touches, a lot of uh, targets and catches. You know, perfect for either half and full point. You know, he's a great option this deep in a league with team with a couple injuries, you know, if he needs some depth. All right, like it. And last piece here, Julio Jones soft tissue injuries. They hang out quite too often. It's looking like he might not play again this week and might not play again this season if there's no reason for him to be out there. Uh, does Calvin Ridley get that bump, or is Calvin Ridley a little bit hindered by Julio not being on the field? Yeah, I kind of think Calvin Ridley's going to get his own. I, I, I don't, I'm not worried about Calvin at all. Uh, I worry about Matt Ryan when Julio's not in the lineup, though. Yeah, I, I just I always feel like the Atlanta, um, you know, the offense always does the best when they have all their guys out there. And Calvin has had some decent games without Julio, but Matt Ryan's been atrocious without him. And I don't know how good, you know, it's going to be without him out there. If you got any of your Falcons players, you want, you know, Julio to play for sure. All right. Uh, you guys Unless want to you're talk- a Russell Gage owner. Unless you're a Russell Gage owner. That's right, which I am. Because he goes away. <laughs> uh, he also throws touchdowns, though. Let him just play quarterback. Yeah. Just let just let all the running backs and wide receivers play quarterback when your team's out of the playoffs. Just make make it fun. That's what the that's what the Ravens do. <laughs> you guys want to talk some hits of the week? Let's do it. All righty. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's hits of the week. Yeah. That was concerningly creepy. I don't think I give it. I don't think I do it the justice that you do. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> you just. You sound like the lead singer of Trapped. <laughs> I was going for more of Creed, but I'll take Trapped. Headstrong. <laughs> uh, side note: I saw Trapped once perform at uh, what was it Roverfest, and they opened with Headstrong. And I don't get how a band that has a one-hit wonder opens with their only good song that people would know. Well, there. They're a terrible band and they're terrible human beings, which, by the way, if you're, our listeners are looking for something fun to do, just go tweet them terrible things because they're, they're very fun to argue with. And by <laughs> there, I mean the lead singer. All right, let's start Hits of the Week. Uh, Chris, why don't you give me your quarterback first? My quarterback hit of the week is a rookie waiver wire gem ad that I like a lot, and that is Jalen Hurts. Carson Wentz, he's got an above-the-head problem, Ooh. like above the beard. He can't seem to um, not throw the ball to opposing team members. But uh, Jalen Hurts can, and he looks pretty good. And he has that scrambling ability. I was playing a, a soft Arizona defense that has been really just beat all over the field. Um, on top of that, you have that high-powered offense on the other side with Arizona to keep this into a sneaky shootout category. Um, if you're really struggling at the quarterback position and you got him sitting on your waiver wire, I think with the matchup, he is a phenomenal possible top 10 player this week. Wow, I like it. Uh, Sato, what do you got for me? Um, my quarterback hit of the week is Mr. Uh, Derek Carr for the Las Vegas Raiders. 
they're playing Thursday night and they're going up against the Chargers. It's a divisional matchup. And I just think that uh, this late in the season, the everyone knows the Raiders' identity. That's to run the ball. And they're going to make sure that, you know, Derek Carr is going to be the one to beat them. And I just think he's going to have a lot of red zone opportunities. It's going to be a lot of scoring. And uh, he should be a good start for you. Get a lot of touchdowns, hopefully. Yeah, they get that Thursday night game, uh, especially against the Chargers. That should be a shootout type of potential, so I do like that a lot. Uh, my quarterback is going to be Mr. Jared Goff going against the disgustingly bad New York Jets. Uh, I don't really have any stats written down here. I just think Jared Goff, they're going to be a run-first type of team, but the only gleaming spot for the Jets' defense has been they're not the worst team in the league against the run. So if they can't get it going with Cam Akers, who looks hot these days, I think it's going to be a big golf day, so that's what I'm looking forward to. Uh, I'll lead into yeah, running like back. Here. I'll lead into running back here, uh, Mr. Jonathan Taylor, one of my hits of the year, I believe, to start off the season. He was he's been very hot and cold uh, after the Marlon Mack injury. He took over his lead back, was doing good for a little bit, then looked like David Montgomery for the half the season, and he's kind of found a resurgence these past few weeks. Uh, last week, 20 carries, 150 yards, and two against the Vegas and Houston against running backs is bad. They give up the second most points to running backs, and Jonathan Taylor's going to get fed the rock. I think it's going to be a low-scoring type of defensive game for them, and it'll be a run-the-clock-down, Jonathan Taylor all day, down your face. I like it. Uh, Seta, you want to give me your running back? Yeah, um, my running back's uh, honestly a little similar to uh, Ryan's head of the week, which is Mr. J.K. Dobbins, another rookie. Um, he's starting to get a lot and a lot more usage as the season's going on, and you know, he's playing the Jacksonville Jaguars, who just gave up a monster game to the run game. And, you know, for J.K. and Jonathan Taylor, it's it's all been about their usage and if they get the opportunity. When, they, when they're out there and they're getting the carries, they're really balling out. And, you know, later in the season, these guys, these teams are playing for something and they're going to use their best players out there. So I like both those guys. I like it a lot. Uh, Sims, what do you got? I want to give everyone a little bit of a confidence boost here um, and sit there and go ahead with uh, my boy Kareem Hunt playing the New York Giants. Everyone's looking at him as a backup. Everyone's wondering if he's going to be a top 20. I know he just went off against the Ravens, but uh, the Giants' defense has been pretty bad against running backs this year, especially running backs that do their damage in the passing game. That's what Kareem Hunt does on that Cleveland Browns team. Uh, The Browns have found a really good way to utilize him. They seem to let Nick Chubb do pretty work for the first three quarters of the game, and then they like to bring in Hunt in the fourth quarter with the fresh legs and let him pound out the game. So um, I definitely like Kareem Hunt against that Giants. Well, I like it a lot. Uh, you got a wide receiver for me, bud? I do. I have a, so I have a story to go with this wide receiver. <laughs> go so on. my wide receiver hit of the week is T.Y. Hilton playing Houston, and oh, I'm very upset. Oh, my God. Boo. What? 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 What do you mean, what? I'm playing against him. Justin has him. Boo. Same. No, no. Literally the same. That's, that's the story. That is literally the story. So on Sunday, I'm sitting on my couch. I'm getting ready to watch the game. I'm making my tilt lineup decisions. And I'm looking and I'm like, all right, I see T.Y. I, I do this. Me and Ryan do this a lot. We scout, we scout the waiver wire before 1 o'clock and we see, you know, which players we should add as the day goes by with, you know, players that are drafted. We find out things that are available. Well, Kenyon Drake had a questionable tag. But I'm looking at T.Y. Hilton. I'm like, I need to add him because I just had a few players rolled out. Christian McCaffrey was rolled out, so he goes to my IR. So I'm like, all right. But I'm like, I need to pick up Chase Edmonds just to make sure Kenyon Drake's playing. And then as soon as I find out that Drake's playing, 
I'm going to drop Chase Edmonds. I'm going to pick up T.Y. Hilton because he's been going off and he's got a matchup against Houston next week. Well, I got too hyped up into the games. I totally forgot. And then I get a notification of T.Y. Hilton scoring touchdowns. So at that point, I realized I uh, I missed the bus there. It's too late. My opponent. Well, my opponent had number one priority. That's who picked up T.Y. Hilton. But the moral <laughs> of the story is T.Y. Hilton's playing Houston. And Houston has a terrible, terrible secondary. He's a, he's a great – he already literally torched them uh, two weeks ago. I think he had two touchdowns. He's had multiple touchdowns in a lot of games recently. I think uh, keep riding the hot hand with T.Y. Hilton. His past three weeks have been T.Y. Hilton-esque, like what, what you expect from him five, six years ago. It's, it's been Let's a hot hope hand. Not. I like it. I'm really upset that I traded him away in a dynasty league for Rashad Penny right now. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was left for dead. Like, Don't let three weeks make you think he's back. still alive. Um, uh, Seto, what do you got for me wide receiver-wise? Uh, so wide receiver, a little bit uh, under the radar, even a possible waiver guy, honestly, is uh, Rashard the Hollywood Higgins. Um, he's uh, the number two receiver now for the Cleveland Browns. And the Giants do have a pretty good secondary with Bradbury. And I think Bradbury is going to be following uh, Jarvis all over the field. Over the past few weeks since Odell's been out, it's been all design plays to set up Jarvis to get him out in space. And that's what they're going to try to shut down. And that's going to leave a lot of opportunities for um, Hollywood Higgins. Brown's pass offense has been playing very good lately. And I think it's a good uh, you know, late ad if you need some waiver wire help. I love it. I think Higgins is very underrated for fantasy football purposes because when he is like playing the amount of snaps that he should be, he is Baker's like favorite target, it seems. And he always has a nose for the end zone. So I like that a lot. Uh, My wide receiver, I'm kind of going to pair up and stack it with my quarterback. I'm going Mr. Robert Woods. Uh, He hasn't been too, too exciting this year, but he's still, he's a top 20 wide receiver as surprising as that is. And for the past four weeks, he's had a 30% target share in LA. Uh, the Jets defense abysmal. We've gone over that. While I do think the Rams are going to look to run, like I said, I think it's going to turn into more of a little bit of a passing game to kind of run up that score a bit. And I think Robert Woods is going to be who the back is on. And I, I think he's going to be in for a huge day this week. Uh, is there, if I go on to tight ends here, boys, I got no points of it. Okay. Take it on. Good. Cause I'm going right back to the well that I did last week with again, Robert Funyon, Tunyon, Runyon. He, uh, and I'm just going to say the same points I had last week because he pulled the same fucking stat line again. Five targets, one tutty. He's good for that every week. That's four weeks in a row he's done that. Five targets, five catches, except for one of those weeks where he had four and a touchdown. It's, it's like clockwork. And in a landscape where tight ends are so bad this year, we've gone over this a million times. But unless you're playing Travis Kelsey, uh, maybe healthy George Kittle or a Darren Waller Hawkinson combo of that sorts. Tunyon's been the go-to waiver wire guy, and if he's out there, he's a must-play this season. And I, he's going to get you a touchdown. So ride that hand. Uh, Seto, what do you got for me? So uh, my tight end is uh, a guy I've been pretty confident in all year, and I've used him as my tight end head of the week for a decent amount all year. Is uh, the Mister Hawkins monster? Uh, he's just been playing so good lately. A lot of their passing options are out. Um, so I know there's uh, – the one thing I have to say is with uh, Matt Stafford being hurt. I was going to bring that up. It's, yeah. it's, going, it's going down to the end of the week um, with this rib injury. The way I look at TJ Hawkinson, though, is without a lot of their pass options available, if Stafford plays or not, he's going to be the option there. 
he's going to be the first option there because it's the shortest distance to the to the tight end. And I think that you know without Stafford, definitely a ceiling goes way down. But he's still, I'm still going to plug him in and put him in my starting lineup this week without him. All right, I like it. Sims, what do you got? My tight end hit of the week is uh, Rob Gronkowski playing the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, that Atlanta secondary, it's been that whole Atlanta defense as a whole has definitely gotten a lot better. But um, the one thing you can trust is, and you're like what we were saying, is any tight end that has a chance to catch a touchdown. And when Tom Brady gets in the red zone, he looks for his boy Gronk, and that's you know where he's trying to get the ball. And so I like his odds to get that touchdown. Now I am going to go out on a limb here and just let everyone know that if for any reason George Kittle is active. You start him over pretty much everybody, except for like what we said, uh, Kelsey and Waller. Those are the only two options that I would not put George Kittle <laughs> in over this week. So just to put that out there, I know we got these hits for the week, but I, like we said before the, the podcast started, I, I would take a hobbled twenty five percent Kittle over pretty much everyone. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a abandon all it's a abandoned ship if uh, Kittle's rolled in. You're gonna play him and not even think twice about it. Uh, yeah, so, but I like Gronk's chances at getting a touchdown this week. That's my point of putting him in. The matchup is good, and if, if he scores six, you probably are in the top five of tight ends for the week. All right. Uh, some defenses real quick. I got one right here I like a lot. Buffalo's playing Denver. Uh, their defense has been decent enough this year. They, I think they're in the middle of the pack in terms of fantasy scoring, so they might be sitting there around in waiver wire, and we know what Denver's offense is. Drew, Drew Locke is not a good quarterback. They don't really have too many healthy weapons these days, and their season's over. So uh, Buffalo's playing for something here. They're playing for that division. They're playing for a higher seeding. So I see a big shutdown game going there. Yeah, I like the Rams a lot this week, playing those New York Jets. But if you want me to get out of the obvious, I think that the Seattle Seahawks could be a good play against Washington. I, I think both those defenses, honestly – aren't horrible plays, but I'd prefer Seattle because I don't know who's playing quarterback this week for the Washington football team. Yeah, and if it's Dwayne Haskins, ugh. Yeah, if it's Dwayne Haskins, absolutely start up your Seattle Seahawks defense. And also Colts versus Houston, if they're out there, I think that's one that you should probably look at too. That one scares me a little bit, not going to lie. Really? Houston's got no one. They got Deshaun Watson. That's all they need. Yeah, but Chicago, I mean, Mitch Trubisky had a better game than him last week. Yeah, but the, the thing is, those two teams are very familiar with each other, being divisional opponents, and Watson just finds a way to put up points against his division rivals. That's yeah. just, I don't, he's a very, and it's also very rare that we see Watson have back-to-back bad games. Yeah, I'm not going to knock the Watson factor. Watson is one of the top five talents at quarterback in the league, but without the weapons and when they're also playing for nothing except, well, I, I wouldn't even say draft capital because they traded that away, but yeah, it's it's kind of gross. Um what do we got now, Chris? So let's talk about some players that you might be able to get off your waiver wire or players that, you know, have kind of been playing, um, you know, uh, jump rope with that in your lineup and out of your lineup thing, or maybe some players that you were relying on all season long that have since um, kind of taken a step back. Let's do a little bit of trust or bust here. How does that sound, you guys? Sounds good to me. I like all that. Right. So let's talk Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson is looking like to be a hot waiver wire picker this week. He's got a phenomenal matchup against the Dallas Cowboys. I learned last week because I watched uh, with my Raheem Mostert shares and, you know, hoping for some big games. I learned last week that Jeff Wilson is the certified goal line back there in that San Francisco team. Um, Raheem Mostert, let me see if I can get any updates on him right now, but he had to have an MRI. It does not look good. He's missing practice. 
So I don't think he's going to suit up. Jarek McKinnon has kind of already lost his role there. He'll probably come back as a pass catcher. But Jeff Wilson's looking like he could be a good player this week. What do you guys think? Um, I, you know, San Francisco, they use their running backs like no other team in the league. And when they're running out of options to use, they'll give it to one guy. And Jeff, Jeff Wilson's the only healthy option there. He could go for 150 and three because we've seen it done this year. It's Jeff Wilson is, he's like, I don't want to call him a flash in the pan, but his upside is so high that if you're desperate and you need that flex play, I, I think it's perfectly fine. I think he's a great flex play. Like, what if you, you know, what if you're like me in a 12 man league that had Mike Williams, Raheem Mostert, um, who else did I lose? Noah Font. Um, <laughs> like half my team got hurt in that game. I, I made a list and put it in the group chat, but I, I, I unfortunately, I'm in too many leagues, so I already kind of forgot everybody that was on it. But, <laughs> oh, yeah, I had Debo, Debo Samuel, which, by the way, missing the news, Debo Samuel is not playing for the rest of the year. So you should not have him in your lineup. No, you should not. But Brandon Ayuk, go ahead and fire him in. Brandon Ayuk, oh, man, I got to play against him in the same league I'm playing against T.Y. Hilton. <laughs> Sucks to suck. Not a good week. So, but yeah, so, so you guys are trusting Jeff Wilson. Yeah, I trust. It. I trust for, it. For, for me, I lean more towards bust. Uh, I just don't have any confidence in any of the running backs this year for San Fran to win me a playoff game. Makes me nervous. Ooh, all righty. That's fair. I can understand both sides. Uh, Mia, I think it depends on how desperate you are, but I think that if you're scraping the bottom of the barrel, he's definitely somebody that looks good in a pinch. Yeah, so, um, definitely. Next person I wanted to talk about, somebody kind of already uh, briefly discussed, so we'll keep this one short, but uh, Lynn Bowden for the Miami uh, Dolphins here looks like he's going to be – he's not playing running back. He's playing wide receiver. Now, you can start him in your running back spot probably. Uh, going up against New England, their defense has kind of been hit or miss this year, all puns intended. And um, so, how do you feel about Wimbledon? You put him in your lineup, too. Semifinals on the line. Yeah, for me, his uh, starting ability all comes down to if those uh, other pass options are out. If they're all for sure out, Devontae Parker, Gasicki, if they're all for sure out, I wouldn't, you know, hate putting him in as my flex if that's like my best option, but I'm not going to replace one of my you know, everyday starters that I've had all season for Lynn Bowden. Yeah, I kind of agree there. I yeah. think he is like a spot start in a way. He's His usage has gone up these past three weeks. And now, yeah, if there are, if Kasicki and Parker are out, they, they really don't have any other weapons. Now they're playing New England this week, which is not as concerning as it's been in years past, but we know what Bill Belichick can do on a defensive scheme. And we know he doesn't like the Dolphins very much, especially of what they've been able to slip up through them the past few years. Uh, I could see a big shutdown day, like defensive-wise. We saw what they did against the Chargers, complete shutout. Uh, Miami, they're a team that's they've been on the hot rise. They are looking to make the playoffs this year, but they are still running with a rookie quarterback and a lack of options. I could still I could see a scenario where they are shut down completely. That was what I was going to bring up too, as well, is that New England against rookie quarterbacks tends to um, really bring the heat. So I definitely um, I do have some concern. I definitely like Jeff Wilson a little bit more. All right. So let's move forward here. I got uh, DeAndre Swift running back for the uh, Detroit Lions playing up against Tennessee. Now, normally you would think this is a no-brainer, good matchup, good running back, but let's factor in that it doesn't look like we're going to have a Matthew Stafford playing in this game, which would really kind of let these teams line up and focus on the run. Um, you know, these obviously big stakes on the line here this week if you're still playing for something. How do you feel about DeAndre Swift? I 
I like him regardless of if uh, Stafford's in or out, and that's basically contingent on is Carrion Johnson going to be the receiving type back there this week? Uh, I think DeAndre Swift could be the do-it-all guy, especially if it is Chase Daniel. Like, I'm expecting a lot of checkdowns to Hawkinson, to the running back. If I want DeAndre Swift to have all of the usage, I think he has a great game. But if Carrion Johnson, who we've seen start to eat in a little bit these past few weeks, if he starts stepping on the field for 50% of the snaps, that could be a problem. Uh, so it's really something to kind of keep a close eye on, but I think I prefer Swift if Stafford is out. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, um, I like Swift. Um, I kind of like him for the same reasons I like Hawkinson. There's just not a lot of options left in Detroit. Um, but if, you know, I, I it just makes me nervous with those murky backfields, you know. If, you know, Swift gets 70 rushing yards, but Adrian Peterson runs in for the touchdown or on Johnson catches a pass for a touchdown in the goal line, you know, you're stuck with six points in Swift all day. You know, so that, it, it just makes me nervous not having a full down roll. Um, but he's one of those guys I think I would trust a little bit more because I've seen, it done a, seen him do it throughout the season. I agree. It is kind of concerning, but there's a lot of upside there. So um, I mm-hmm. would definitely have no problem making him my RB2 or my flex play on the week, especially with what he can do to win you a week. Now let's extend this ticket just a small step further. Uh, no Matthew Stafford. Is Marvin Jones still somebody you're looking to put in the lineup? Because he's been decent as of late. He's been decent. I think without... I think without Stafford, no. With Stafford, yes, still a solid play. I agree with Seta completely there. I need him for my dynasty team. So can you guys just say he's a good play for me? He's a good play. Mm, subpar play. Is, subpar it, against, play. is it against me? <laughs> it, is, it is against you. All right, he's a great play with Chase Daniel. <laughs> All right, moving forward, moving forward. We got um, J.D. McKissick running back for the uh, Washington football team. Are you guys excited for the Cleveland baseball team that is coming up on the horizon? <laughs> the Cleveland, Be easy with that. The Cleveland baseball club football team? Yeah. I'm very much looking forward to that. <laughs> the Cleveland baseball team. But anyway, uh, J.D. McKissick. So, um, he's been the check down darling on the year. Last week, he did exactly what I kind of thought he was going to do. He seemed to get around that 10 to 15 point range pretty much on a weekly basis. Uh, but here's the kicker. No, possibly no Alex Smith. That's that what it's contingent on for me. Get the check down. So, how do you feel about him? Let's say hypothetically speaking, because uh, you know things don't change if Smith's in the game, but if Smith's not in the game, how do you feel about McKissick? I like uh, Peyton Barber away. more if uh, if Smith's out. Oh man, if you're saying the words, I like Peyton Barber more. That's a terrible situation. <laughs> yeah, I'm staying away from McKissick without Smith in the game. Anytime Peyton Barber's name gets brought up, it's a bad thing. All right, let's get forward here, and let's get into a player that actually means a little bit more, the high-stakes player. Let's talk about Deontay Johnson. Look, um, Deontay Johnson last week, a statement was made. Mike Tomlin came out in the press conference and said he wasn't playing around. My personal thought as a Steelers fan, this move cost the Steelers the game. When Deontay Johnson is not on the field, that offense cannot move the ball, especially with the lack of a run game. Now, what we did learn last week is that a, a drop or two is going to cause him to miss multiple quarters. You've been relying on Deontay Johnson heavily if you have him. He's been one of your weekly starts because of the target share and because of the production. He's a very talented, phenomenal wide receiver. I could go on for days. But are you concerned with the little case of the drops that he seems to have right, have right now? 
he did step it up in the second half of that game when he got back on the field. Probably, I think it was in the beginning of the fourth quarter. Yeah, but he he's got a get right game against Cincinnati this week. They got Monday Night Football. He'll be. I think he'll be just fine. Yeah, I'm definitely yeah. not leaving. I'd be more. Yeah, I I uh I think that Johnson. I'd be more worried as the Steelers and a Steelers player. Oh, with the amount of drops he's had. But as a fantasy owner, I'm still confident putting him out there. It's a get-right game against Cincinnati this week, and I think he's going to have a decent amount of targets, and he'll get you a decent points this week. All right. All right, let's stay in Pittsburgh room. James Conner is rumored to have a quad injury, which means Benny Snell might be stepping up as the lead back in Pittsburgh. I, he is supposedly on a great matchup against Cincinnati. I'm sorry, the Northern Kentucky Bengals. <laughs> How do you feel about Benny Snell? I try not to feel about Benny Snell. Um, I, know, I knew that was going to be what you said. I knew it. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> that exact that exact wording, too? Literally that exact wording. It's what you say all the time <laughs> when you ask somebody about a, like a subpar player. How do you feel about Jamison Crowder? I prefer to not feel about Jamison Crowder. That's, and that's exactly how it is. Like I know Pittsburgh uses the bell, quote-unquote, bell cow back, so whoever is healthy is going to get the ball the most, but... I know, and it's a Cincinnati game, so it could be a big game for Snell, but I just, I don't see it in his cards to be like a playable, especially like we're in the fantasy playoffs right now. I am not, if I have to play Benny Snell, then I am panicking. For me, honestly, out of all those guys we talked about, if James Conner is like out, I don't know. I feel like I'd be a little bit more confident in Benny Snell just because it is Cincinnati. Like if it was any of you know, Pittsburgh has been playing Zach Brady recently, running the ball, you know, also. But it's Cincinnati. They're not good. And he might have a good game, you know, if, if Connor's not getting any looks, any touches. <laughs> so it all it all has to do with the injury, honestly, for me with Benny Snell. But I honestly, I feel like I, I feel like I would rather have Benny Snell in over Jeff Wilson, over – Wow, uh, Lynn Bowden over Lynn Bowden, that honestly, was, yeah. you know that I don't, and that's just because of the the matchup and how they use those guys in Pittsburgh. And, and I know as of recently, it hasn't been the case, but if we're gonna say it's gonna be a different game for the run game. So for me, with Benny Snell, um, I personally I want nothing to do with it. I'd rather have Lynn Bowden, I'd rather have Jeff Wilson, I'd rather have J.D. McKissick all in my lineup. Over him, and I have some points as to why. Uh, that's the Monday Night Football game. We don't really know for sure. If we get news that James Conner is officially ruled out come like Wednesday or something like, or I mean, come like Thursday or Friday, that might change us a little bit. But, you know, if James Conner decides to suit up Monday night and you have Benny Snell in your lineup and you're not the James Conner owner, you're out of luck. And this is also a bold prediction here, but neither one of these running backs have been very effective. I would not be surprised, and I'm absolutely not recommending you put this guy into your lineup, but I would not be surprised if you saw Anthony McFarlane, a.k.a. Tony Mack Jr., get his first crack at being a lead back this week against the Northern Kentucky Bengals. They drafted him for a reason. I'm sure they want to see what they have in him. I think we all know that Benny Snell is not the future running back in Pittsburgh, so I could definitely see them, if Connor's out, letting McFarlane get an opportunity at taking over that lead role. So I don't, I, I don't think I, they run it out that fast though. I don't think they're going to rush out to try and see what a guy got, especially at this time of the year. They are, they're still, you know, they're not going off two losses and I know the Browns lost this week, but they still got to win the division. So they need this win. So I don't think they're going to go. Yeah, but Snell's not helping them win. This. 
But I don't think Benny Snell's helping them win games. I think they have to go experimenting. They can't run the ball at all right now, even with James Conner. That's true. So why not let your explosive rookie back that you took that has some fresh legs, fresh juice, and is ready to break into the NFL, has is playing for that position, that contract. I think that I think I'm just saying it's a bold prediction. It's not, I'm not recommending anybody to start uh, Tony Matt Jr. in your lineup this week, but I'm just saying keep an eye out for it if James Conner is out because I do think that he might get more involved. All righty. All right, let's move forward. Another big-time player that you've been relying on heavily all season long. Let's go Terry McLaurin against Seattle. We don't know if he's Dwayne Haskins or Alex Smith. Now, granted, he does seem to be quarterback proof, and Seattle does seem to have a uh, bad defense in the secondary option. How do you feel about Terry McLaurin? Are you keeping him in your lineup? Of course. Of course. There's, there's no – I don't think there's any benching Terry McLaurin at this point. They could, they could roll fucking – they can – I can't even think of a quarterback that I would want back there that I wouldn't play Terry McLaurin. Yeah, I like Scary Terry. I don't think I think you like you said it best. Is he's quarterback proof? That's fair. I uh, I like him. I'm definitely not benching him. I do I do have slight concerns for him though. But he is the kind of receiver that he really only needs one play and he can take it to the house. But yeah, he's had a rough two weeks the past two weeks. But I think that's a Seattle defense will get that right for him. Uh, yeah, that, that's very 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 possible here. So let's uh, talk about Seta's boy over here. Talk about Mr. Tyler Lockett. He is uh, going up against the other side of that game. He is going up against the football team, which are they actually have a phenomenal defense. And fun fact about Tyler Lockett, he's not scored over ten half PPR points in the last three weeks. He's only scored over ten half he's he only scored over ten half PPR points once since week eight. Or actually no since week seven. How do we feel about Tyler Lockett? I am not confident in Mr. Lockett and Exactly what you just explained, Chris. Over the past three seasons, that's the that is literally a nutshell. He starts off, he lights the league on fire, and then slowly but surely he cools down throughout the season. And when you need your players the most in the fantasy playoffs, he doesn't get you what you need. He doesn't get you thirty like he did in the first week. He doesn't get you even fifteen. He gets you six, seven, and it's it really does scare me with Tyler Lockett going down the stretch. Yeah, my biggest concern would be, okay, it's the playoffs. I can't make these types of moves. I might have to bench him, and then he goes for 40 points because that's what Tyler Lockett can do on any given week. While Washington's defense is very, very good, I just, Russell Wilson is, he's amazing. And he's been down these past few weeks. He's, you know, he's not MVP. He's not cooking like he was. He's a little overcooked so far. But it's just, I'd be so concerned putting Tyler Lockett on my bench. I would be tinkering with that all weekend if I just slid him in there. I'd be in and out, in and out, in and out, because Tyler Lockett is a possible 40-point game. So what if you're set a receiver and you have to make the decision of, like, Tyler Lockett or Deontay Johnson? I'd go Deontay. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's tough. I think I'd have to go Lockett. I think I'd just trust Russell too much. I, I don't know. I just shit all over Lockett, and now I'm gonna disagree with my own mistake. <laughs> like, and like when you put it when you put it like that, it's honestly kind of like what like the way Ryan described his take on Lockett, and then when Deontay was he, you know, you can't not trust him. And this whole segment was kind of trust or bust. And when it comes to Lockett, I guess I gotta trust him honestly. Yeah, it's, I, it's, it comes down to how are you willing to look stupid or not? You know, because if you lose with Tyler Lockett on your bench dropping 40 points, you look like an idiot. But if you bench him and he puts up three, 
You look like a genius. Yeah, but if you lose yep. with anyone putting up 40 points on your bench, you look like an idiot. Yeah, but if it's Chris Hansen or something like that, like who would have thought that was going to happen? <laughs> I'm Chris Hansen. <laughs> all right, anyone else? All right. Uh, I got plenty more. You know I have so much more all the time. But, uh, yeah, so let's get a little quicker here on this one. Uh, this is just a quick one. So Mike Williams, he got banged up pretty bad last week. He's got a Thursday matchup against the Raiders. It looks like he's going to play. Is he going to be in your lineup? No. Ask him for a friend. That friend is me. Um, if it's you and you're playing against me, then yes. But no, I'm not. I'm not playing to... against you. Okay. In the league that I have him. Yeah, I'm not looking to play yeah, Mike I like, Williams. I, I like Mike Williams as long as he's on the field. Um, that's been his biggest thing is just staying healthy. So if he's full go, ready to go, you know, you don't have many better options. I, I wouldn't hate putting Mike Williams in your starting lineup. I just want to note really quick that there is a, a decently realistic chance next week that Seta and I will be facing off in two championship games. Ooh, that'll be a fun podcast. And then after that week, we'll come back and talk about how I'm the true fantasy king <laughs> and I whoop Chris's ass in two champions. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> we gotta get, God, they're we always get, listening, Seta. They're we gotta always get, listening. We got to get there first. We got to get there first. So, anyway, moving forward, this is somebody said I want to specifically wanted us to talk about. I made sure to put this down on the dock here. Uh, Curtis Samuel going up against Green Bay. Said, why don't you uh, make your points here since you wanted to talk about him really bad? Oh, I, I, I thought you guys were going to give me the points. I'm nervous about putting him in there. Um, <laughs> so, uh, no, I'm just kidding. I like Curtis Samuel a lot. I mean, he's just like one of those receivers who, you know, is a dual threat where he gets running options, especially with McCafferty not playing. And, um, you know, being with that Green Bay defense, you know, they got Jari that he's going to probably be guarding up, you know, Roby and, and the other outside receivers with DJ and stuff. And I just think there's going to be a lot of openings for Curtis Samuel, a lot of opportunities because of how good Green Bay's offense is. So that's why I kind of like the, you know, the matchups and stuff. But what do you guys think about that matchup this week? I think I like Curtis Samuel a lot. I think Curtis Samuel is, he's like the perfect, like, Uh, army knife or jack of all trades like he can do everything and when there is an elite cornerback guarding one of your receivers and your star running back is out you need that type of player and so I think Curtis Samuel he's got a pretty safe workload and his ceiling is as high as any other steady player in the league so I'm playing Curtis Samuel as a flex play this week yeah, the other upside about him, too, is that uh, with McCaffrey, I think, Ryan, you just touched on that with Dom. He gets utilized as a running back sometimes. Yeah, he's all over the field, and he's 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 a fine play. Yeah, I don't mind him at all. Trust. He's somebody that I'm going against. So I'm hoping it's a bust, but uh, for the sake of our listeners, I got to say trust. <laughs> all right. What else we got? So, all right, moving forward, uh, let's, uh, Wayne Gallman playing against Cleveland. He's kind of cooled off. He was looking like a good option for a while. Uh, keep this one quick. Trust your buzz, Wayne Gallman. Bust. Bust. I agree, bust. Get him out of your lineup and back onto the bench where he belongs. Moving forward here, we got, we're going to end it off. I got two more for you. These are big name players, players that you took in the beginning of the year with high hopes and have really not given you those hopes at all, all season long. Maybe you've had trouble letting go and you're still holding on to the hopes of what these players were supposed to be but uh let's start off with chris godwin wide receiver for the tampa bay buccaneers the tampa bay buccaneers buccaneers as some people would say you know with tom Brady there he's been kind of all over the place and not that much of a good way um he's not top 20 half ppr points once this season 
he had a stretch here of, a, of some decent games. But last week against Minnesota, which is a plus matchup, he put up 3.5. The matchup's amazing with Atlanta. But there is there just too many mouths to feed there? And are you able to trust – I know this was a high draft capital player. You probably took him in the first, second round. But are you able to trust him with everything on the line? I'm not comfortable trusting uh, him, but I'm I'm still playing him. You're right. Where you drafted him in with this matchup and with the type of player that Godwin can be, like – I, I can't see sitting him this week, but it, it's true. I'm nauseous. Like, I don't know if you're making the playoffs with him on your team because I sure as hell didn't. Yeah, well, this is in a situation where, you know, maybe you were one of the teams that bought low on him come midseason. So, let's set. how do you feel about him? Yeah, uh, for, for Godwin, he's just one of those players that I feel like is normally so safe, but as of recently, he's just not been. And, you know, the one thing Tom Brady has never been – is a force feeder to his receivers. He's never going to force feed Mike Evans or Godwin or, you know, any of those type of players. He's going to get to the open guy, no matter who it is, even if it's 5'9", Scotty Miller out of the Bowling Green State University. So I, I, it does make me nervous. If you had a, if you were deep at receiver where you have, you know, three or four guys that you think can get his floor, I would put them in over him. Yeah, I don't think his floor is very big. I think it's honestly Chris Godwin is a full-on bust for me. I don't, I don't want anything to do with him. Uh, the only real Tampa Bay receiver that, that I want to start is Gronk, just because of the landscape of tight ends. But um, I don't feel good about him at all. I just don't. There's too much to do there, like you said, Feta. Tom Brady is not forcing the ball to anybody. Uh, Ronald Jones, who I think he actually just came up with COVID. He did. Uh, surprisingly, has been one of the best players on that team. But I still, they're going to look to run. I don't know. I just I don't like Chris Godwin. The matchup's great, but I don't I don't like him. Rate these rank these receivers for this week's matchups out of the ones we just talked about. You know, we got Tyler Lockett, Terry McLaurin, Deontay Johnson, Chris Godwin. Tell me the order you like those guys. Ooh, um, Ooh. I'll start. I'll say I like Deontay. I like Curtis Samuel, Tyler Lockett. Ooh, that is tough. That is really tough. Right. Um, I'd probably go Deontay. Godwin, Samuel, Lockett. I think I'm going to go Lockett, Samuel, Deontay, and finish it off with Godwin. Where does McLaurin go in this, though? Because he was in the two. Oh, he'd probably oh, be number one crap. for me. He's my number one. Yeah, I was going to say, he's like the one guy I would be least worried about starting. Like, he doesn't have many downside except for, you know, his team's not that good. But guess what? That's been his team his whole career in the NFL. So. So good. For me, it's, it's McLaurin, Deontay, Lockett, Samuel Godwin. He's the bottom of the barrel for me. And so let's end things off here with a fan favorite I was talking about in the bus section on this year. And that's, <laughs> uh, yeah, you guessed it, Ezekiel Elliott. Oh, I thought you were going somewhere Running else. back. <laughs> we can talk about that one in a minute. But um, <laughs> let's talk about let's, let's talk about Zeke here. Zeke has been atrocious. And, um, you know, I mean, hard with the way running backs have been this year to not have him in your lineup, but like, do you want him in your lineup? He missed practice today. He's not looking very good. Tony Pollard and him are pretty much splitting carries at this point. Um, yeah, I, I don't have too much to say on him, other than I don't like him. Yeah, Zeke's just one of those guys I'm going to have to play in the playoffs, no matter what. I'm going to have to start him. Yeah, he's one of those guys that like 
it sucks. Like, you know, like I'm not wishing injury or saying he should have been injured, but like when you got those high drafted guys up there, like McCaffrey and uh, Barkley and stuff, at least like they have an excuse. They've been hurt all year. I don't know what's been up with Zeke. He started off hot. And then after week six, it's been one, two double digit fantasy point games and half PPR for a guy who yeah, was you know what in week consistently five? in conversations for RB one. You know what happened in week five, right? The giants happened in week five. What happened he in week six? Dak Prescott. Oh, that's right. Yeah, but I mean, eh? I guess you're right. I mean, let's let's uh, let's break this down here for a second. Let's get into the real outlook of Zeke from a dynasty perspective and something else. You know, how is this the end? Is this the beginning of the end for Ezekiel Elliott? Is he? Are the rumors true? Is he a product of a good quarterback and a good off? No, uh, I think he's no. a good quarterback, but I mean, a good running back. But at the same time, I do think those other things play a factor into it. And running back. You know, he's getting close to that age where a lot of running backs do just drop off a cliff. Some make it past it, a lot don't. He's 25 years old. How do you feel about be fine, I think. 25 is old for a running back these days. Yeah, I like the future of Zeke. I think their offensive line has had a lot of, you know, sudden changes to it, including their star center, all-pro center, Travis Frederick going out in the very beginning of the season, right before the season started. Um, he just retired and, you know, a lot of injuries to their tackles and you, you, you put it right on the head with when Dak went out, you know, it's not going to be like that in Dallas. They're going to get another quarterback in it, whether it's Dak, whether it's bringing in Aaron Rodgers, whether it's whoever, they're going to bring in some quarterbacks to help the weapons around them win, you know, that division at least, you know? So I, I think I still have a confidence in Zeke for the future, especially because of his contract. That's fair. That's fair. I have a little bit of concern. I think I'm hopeful. If I'm a Zeke owner in a dynasty format, I'm hoping they get rid of Mike McCarthy. God, I hope so. Yeah, I think they will. Do you guys want to play Clyde Edwards Hilaire or this guy? Yeah, let's do it. I want you guys to throw me some questions here. Clyde Edwards Hilaire versus who? All right. All right. Would you go Clyde Edwards Hilaire <laughs> or J.K. Dobbins? J.K. Dobbins. Not even a thought. Okay. Would you or- go? Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, or DeAndre Swift? So, ironically, I literally just made the first one in one of my dynasty leagues, and I did choose to put J.K. Dobbins in over Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I ended up having to put Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in the flex, but J.K. got the running back slot before Clyde did. Um, For that specific question, uh, look, Clyde's playing the New Orleans Saints, who have a stout run defense. I don't really know where he's going to be in the past game. I'm going DeAndre Swift. All right. We're going to go Clyde or Naheem Hines. Oh, man. I, I, <laughs> uh, you, finally got me. you finally got one. I would have to go Clyde in that one. This man is stumped. All right. Clyde. Go Clyde in that one. Okay. Clyde or Melvin Gordon? Is Melvin Gordon playing? Uh, it's looking like it. I think Philip Lindsay's banged up. Yeah, I think his uh, DUI hearing is going to be delayed another week or so. AJ gets on the phone. I'm more worried about the injury. <laughs> but who do the Broncos play this week? They got Buffalo. Uh, they got they got Buffalo. Uh, I, with, you know, if Philip Lindsay's out, I'm going Melvin Gordon. All right, Clyde or Devin Singletary? Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I will never. <laughs> <try that again. laughs> All right, uh, Clyde or Damian Harris. 
this is just torturous. How much I love Clyde and how much I hate him. I would go Clyde over Damian Harris, though. I, I don't imagine week one right when you were riding that Clyde high and you had him in like eight out of your ten <laughs> leagues. If I, we would have been sitting here like, hey, man, week 15, we're going to play Clyde or this guy. <laughs> and we literally gonna... had a discussion about this when I asked you like four weeks ago if I should trade Clyde for David Montgomery, and we just paused. And I'm like, I can't believe that we're at this point. And honestly, <laughs> I wish I took the trade. <laughs> Because I would play David Montgomery over Clyde. <laughs> yeah. All right, Clyde or Mike D? Mike oh, David, Mike for D. Sure. Green Bay matchup. Oh, that was too easy, huh? All right. I mean, easy. obviously, <laughs> unless McCaffrey's playing, and then it happens. Yeah, yeah, Clyde, of, course, but... of course. All right, all right. I me. think that's all the ones I got. Right, I got one more, Clyde or Gus Edwards. I'm going Clyde. I can't play Gus Edwards. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, anything else, boys? No. Asking for a friend. Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, or Kenyon Drake? Ooh, I go Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake or Mike Davis? I go Mike Davis. Sarah, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, Kenyon Drake, or Mike Davis, ranked third? Ooh, I think I, I, I don't know. That's a tough one. Like I, uh, excuse me. I've not liked Drake a lot, but I feel like as of recently he's done a little bit better because they haven't been running the ball with Kyler as much. Um, but I think I'd go Mike D, Drake, and finish it with Clyde this week. That's how I have it set up in my lineup. Now, I do have a small concern with Drake. He did fumble the ball twice last week. He didn't lose any of those fumbles. But uh, that's something that's going to put him on watch with the coach. Uh, but, um, I don't fine. really have anything else. You guys have anything else? Nope. No, I'm off that. Just want to wish everybody good luck in their playoffs. And, um, you know, if you're not in the playoffs like Ryan, you know, maybe you play some DFS and good luck in all those ventures. But, uh, you know, that's all I got. All right, that's him. it for us on the Hitstick Fantasy Football Podcast. Thanks for reminding everyone that I'm not in the playoffs in most of our leagues. Hey, you guys. Well, I think there's something. I think it's important to know if you're not in the playoffs, still pay attention right now. Definitely, let's like, stay paying attention. All right. See you guys next week. Love you guys. Best of luck. Peace out. Better. <laughs>